Living in a scientific age, we need citizens who know enough about science to make intelligent decisions about what they do. We've used science to, to prolong life, to increase security and happiness. But it can also be used for destruction. Are we going to use it constructively? Probably not. No. It'll be up to you, and you too. Hey, Todd. How's Hello, it going? Mark. Good. How are you? I'm, I'm really well, except for one thing. I think that Nick, my husband, has been secretly putting glue on my firearms collection. Oh, no. Yeah. I He denies it, but I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> it's so obvious that you can't. <laughs> You can't. You Your can't brain stop. doesn't want to admit. You can't, you can't stop the train once it's going, <laughs> and you're not fast enough to get ahead of it. <laughs> well, it was worth the wait. After two weeks, we didn't record last week, so um, your your surprise to me was coming up with the topic for today, yeah. and my surprise to you is all this list of questions that I've been taking notes for because you've been out of town. Um, awesome. So the last time we recorded was um, for Portland at the movies at the Comic Con. Yes, which was a crazy Wizard World. Wizard Comic. World, yeah, yeah, which was really fun. People showed up inexplicably. Yes. <laughs> All three of Who us knew? beforehand were like, "Why are these it's people here?" <laughs> we thought they were coming for the next show. <laughs> there was a timing the start, issue. The Q and A with Harry this Hamlin. Daylight was after saving us. time had already kicked in, or something. <laughs> So that was really fun. That was uh, I was just showing you the yeah. the waveform of the, the recorded yeah. audio we got from that, which amused me. But at that Comic Con, um, uh, Brian showed me something, um, and I want you to read not that first line, the second line. Rise up, lights. <laughs> so, if you are were Australian, what would you be saying? So keep just sound it out. So he, you're saying rise up lights rise, are the three words. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> and I had no it's, idea Brian did this and laughed at me when I was trying to suss it out too. So just keep going because it's, it's really funny. It's, I've got another one of these oh, that has to do with uh, people from Boston. Uh, rise up lights. Um, rise up lights. Maybe uh, I'll, I'll try to save her a little bit. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> Razor blades. Awesome. Rise up lights. Right. Rise up lights. <laughs> uh, so that made me laugh. I have one for you. <laughs> if we're gonna play this game, I love these show and tell shows. Okay, so the word, yeah. the word in bold, khakis. Exactly. <laughs> and if you're from Boston, I, I would be wanting to go somewhere and I couldn't start my car because where are my khakis? Hey, need my khakis. Hey, where are my khakis? Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, I love accents. It's so funny. I just saw another thing going around of, um, remember we watched that, what English sounds like to uh, people yes. who didn't speak it. And there yes. was that whole thing. It was so crazy. But <clears throat> one thing at the, at the Comic-Con, we were, that was at the Expo Center downtown Portland. Or not downtown, I guess. The Convention Center. The Convention Center. Expo Center is up in Oh, that's in the North one Portland. by the dog track or whatever. Yep. Um, Filming location for... Um, for Kansas City Kansas Bomber. Kansas City Yes, Bombers. of course. How could I forget? Um, 
but they had, I think, Focalt's pendulum. Is that what those things are that hang from the ceiling? I, I don't remember the name. Okay. But yeah. So basically, it's um, when you walk into the convention center in the big open area, there's a pendulum hanging from the ceiling. Uh, and there's kind of a clock face, for lack of a better word, that it's kind of tracing around. And um, technically, those, um, I do want to say it's Focalt's. Yeah, so that's what F O U C A U L T Focalt pendulum. Do you know what those are? The one I was I was really disheartened to find out the one at the at the convention center is a fake one right. and just run by robots or whatever. <laughs> right. But the real ones, like there's one up in Griffith Observatory. Okay, and uh, the <clears throat> the premise is a pendulum, and the pendulum effect uh, is independent of other influences on on the outside basically Hmm. so if you get a pendulum going it will stay going the same direction and as the world turns (laughs) around it (laughs) but see it appears to us as if it's moving around as if it's moving around the circle but my question is how do you mount something not to the earth like how is something just five feet above us not spinning with the earth like everything else is that's well if you have like a ball joint uh at the top joint (laughs) (laughs) if you have a ball joint at the top uh it's not going to be like a link that will turn it with it but that ball joint if it's got a, a good bearing in it will be free to move in all directions and be independent of you know, and and these things aren't perfect because you do have sure outside influences of airflow and and other things that introduce a microscopic amount. Of, okay, yeah, of I couldn't I couldn't suss out the system. part where somehow the top part was not attached to the spinning right. earth, but the bottom was. <laughs> That's um, a good question. I got to see Jason Momoa. Did you see Jason Momoa at the Not this convention? time. I saw, him, I saw him last year. Uh, oh, did he, you? Okay. He walked right in front of us. And, he's yeah. dreamy. Yeah. he's Yeah. He's and a, I wasn't even he, very close to him. And I was like, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the hype is real. Yeah. yeah. So he <laughs> is just all charm. And yeah. I, I mean, we were talking Super to he. I don't know how people like him do it. Just no, that's not what I meant. Like how these comic conventions, which is basically him standing first in a kind of curtained off section photo booth where hundreds of people are standing in line to get a picture taken you. And then you move over to your, um, your, not your desk, but your, your folding table basically and all of those people take, who took a picture with you stand in line to now get you to autograph that. And you do that. I mean, he has been doing this for like three or four years because he was Aquaman <clears throat> in the Justice League movie. Right. And like all of those things had been announced. And, and now there's Aquaman and, 2. And Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, he and was all of those. Of oh, that's right. He wasn't Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, I mean, that must just. That must King of just the Dothraki. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so what their lives must be like just must be so tedious. And like 16 hours later, 
he was at. I was shocked. We saw him on national at television Oscars. at the Oscars. He was a presenter at the Oscars. So initially, I thought he had been. He was here on Friday and Saturday. I thought he had been here on Sunday too. Yeah. Um, he might have been. I, you know, he, it's but that two-hour travel yeah. to get ready for the Oscars. So yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Him in his pink suit. I think he wore to the yes. Oscars. Yes, he did. Uh, you had your Oscar party. Yes, with your famous to- with your fancy top hat and tuxedo. Nick and I had a, a, a solo party here. It was just <laughs> nice. me, him, and the pug. Yeah, and uh, we made um, Nick made quite a spread of appetizers and everything. <laughs> that was just for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It was like the full. We didn't want to. Do a high tea type the, yeah. presentation yeah. on the Nick, on the tea. We didn't want to like have people over, <laughs> <laughs> but you like, wanted to throw a party. We wanted to throw a party, so we just threw a two person party. That is awesome. Oh, I didn't know nobody. <laughs> and that's perfect though. Uh, here's we. I have two things uh, on kind of the Mandela effect. Yeah. Um, how do you spell Hagendas? <laughs> so ice cream. Hagendas the ice cream. Well, I know that it has nothing to do with uh, a word outside of English. Yeah, uh, it is. It, a, it, it is a nonsensical, nonsensical word. It was invented in like Cincinnati <laughs> at the plant, uh, the, like Dyer's plant or Briar or something. Shecky, the right. the warehouse manager. Exactly, but brilliant marketing move. But yeah, Hagenas. H a umlaut g e n d a Z, I don't know. You're surprisingly close, but surprisingly far away too. <laughs> so Hagen is the H A A G E N, which okay. to me double vowels are like, oh, it's Dutch. I mean, that's right. everyone I grew up with was right. like a Vanderlaan and you know whatever. So H A A G E N then dash D A Z S. So I had always assumed it was D A A S Hagen double A Das, and then somebody spelled that out, and I was like, "Is that really, really how you spell that? That's it's, so it's weird." It's just like a handful of chiclets thrown out on the table and just so randomly leftover so, scrabble tiles right. where they couldn't spell anything Man, else. Wait, that is seven letters. <laughs> but along that same line, you uh, upgraded your uh, Instapot. Yes, and my, so you you gifted me your old Instapot, which is not instant, an Insta. It is instant pot. Instant yes. pot. Yes, and everybody which, I know, and I was like, oh, is this not? Is this like the off-brand instant pot? And you're like, no, there's no such thing as an Instapot, <laughs> right? Which is crazy. I because myself included, I I was under the impression that it was Instapot. That seems like the brand should be. <laughs> I know. It's h- much harder to say Instant Pot. Yeah. And I don't know what the... Uh, I'm sure that it was somebody had copyrighted the brand name, you know, Instapot. Maybe. Oh, a long time ago. And uh, just hasn't released that. But in searching for recipes, uh, I... It kept on searching for Instapot things and Instant Pot come up. I'm like, I know. Well, I don't want these. I just typed, I, w- I just typed an Instant Pot to Google. Did you mean Instant Pot? Right. So and but that's <clears throat> interesting because oh well, see, here's an Instapot pressure cooker from Target. So it must be someone's brand name then, because why would we all right think that unless we saw it somewhere? I know these are all. In- so on Target. At the top, the top um, category, Insta Pot Pressure Cooker, 
the they're products. All, all the products are instant pot. Right. There's not even off brand. They know that people pot. type Instapot. So why do we all say that? What a missed, <laughs> what <laughs> an obvious missed marketing. Right. That is because they could have been I, that. They could have been that. They could have trademarked that. It's probably harder to trademark instant pot. Right. Now you couldn't trade Instapot if you wanted to because <laughs> it's used by everybody. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Kleenex for everything. Right. Uh, well, a couple more things uh, <laughs> on my list. I'm, aren't you proud of me? I took notes on my phone oh, and not you. on loose scraps of paper in my car. <clears throat> Have you ever heard of the word natatorium? No. I learned about this uh, because I collect old weird VHS I find at the bins, which if you go to Todd Workhoven on on YouTube, I've just started. I think I've uploaded five because I know we're never going to get to them on the bins because it's just too many VHS tapes. So I just started uploading them. But there's one called Oregon Ghost Towns, and it's just all about oh, like nice. the old gold town in yeah, yeah, Aurora, yeah. the town I live in, not technically a ghost town. Um, but it's Oregon's first historical community uh, started by some crazy religious guy who took his sect members here to be free because they were yes. hassled in Missouri. Oregon has a great history of that. Yeah. So and then but then they helped an outsider and that outsider had smallpox. And so it killed. They had showed this picture, which I thought was like the grandmother of everyone. And they're like, and this his 14 year old <laughs> daughter. And I was like, oh, wow. Before the anti-vax movement <laughs> Yes uh, But she looked like she was like 50 years old <laughs> And she was 14 Weathered So yeah they they took a hit with smallpox But um, but in this documentary They were talking about one of the um, towns on the coast I forget which one But they have the world's biggest natatorium And I was like I don't know what that is. And they kept saying it like, and they never yeah. explained it. So I looked it up and it's the name for a building that has a swimming pool inside. I did not know <laughs> that. I never heard that. Natatorium. And then when I searched natatorium, all this suggested thing was like world's biggest and you know, blah, 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 Oregon. <laughs> like, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I will a hundred percent pull that out on uh, Nick multiple times. Like, well, we could go to a natatorium. It's like, I don't want a natatorium. I want to go to a building with a pool inside. <laughs> like, all right, let's do that instead. <laughs> you sound like you're supposed to be married to as I was. Did you watch the, uh, this is a wild <laughs> shift in tone. Sorry. I, I don't when you just said that being, being uh, as fun as uh, being married yeah. to you, the story of you scaring your I thought about it earlier this week. That is one of my favorite stories of all time. <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah. So right after, well, growing up, uh, we had a bathroom that had just enough space between the door and the wall on the outside that if you put your back up against the wall. You could, uh, you, you would be hidden to the person coming out of the bathroom, and me and my brother would always stand there and jump out and scare each other. And <laughs> <laughs> so when I first got married, I'm like, I know what will be hilarious. I will do this to my new bride. <laughs> and so she's taking a shower or whatever, and and we're in this apartment building, and I'm like right around the corner, and she comes out, and I just scream bloody Un murder unleash just, your <laughs> <laughs> and sh 
she dropped to the floor like I had taken all her bones out. <laughs> and she just instantly collapsed and hysterically started weeping. And I was like, oh, no, 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 it's funny. It's a funny joke. And but didn't it turn out? Yeah, and it, so it, like after oh my. after what must have been hours of her <laughs> climbing back uh, into normalcy, she's like, I mean, she was not a big fan of the jump scare anyway. <laughs> but in this small this this small rural town that she grew up in, like when she was in junior high or in early high school, there was a raft of crimes and break-ins and at some point they had broken into somebody's house and I think killed someone getting out of the shower like beat them with a bat or something terrible and so like she's carrying that with her I didn't grow up there so I'm like <laughs> la di da innocent childhood fun like yeah so yeah and that's the story of how I stopped jump scaring people in real life <laughs> go uh, out with a bang go out with a bang so yeah I learned quickly not to do that anymore um, but I've been there's been a couple documentaries that came out that are, that are, are really good I say as if we had just been talking about documentary <laughs> films one of them is a is one on, on Netflix about flat earthers and it's called be- oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Beyond, the Her- beyond, beyond the Curve Beyond the Curve or Behind the Curve one of those um, and I was hoping it wasn't like pro- flat earth or anything but it does feature like some of the prominent flat earthers and it follows them around and it follows them to doing a couple experiments that of course don't work out in their favor and so like they keep proving themselves wrong through these experiments and then like think well man we just gotta we did the experiment wrong and we, right. we did all that wrong so that one's definitely worth it there is also the um, new HBO Michael Jackson documentary. Right. Did you end up watching that? Yes. Yes. Did you, all four hours of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's tough. remarkable and it's tough. Did you watch the um, the Oprah episode afterwards? Oh no. Oh, so there's an Oprah episode. Oh, I wonder. Also I saw something HBO. with her in the headline. I was like, when has Oprah been on television last? <clears throat> she put together a panel just for this documentary. Oh, interesting. To dissect that whole experience oh, because wow. it was so, you know, it's three and a half hours of just heavy, incredibly graphic, incredibly very specific very and, very specific and specific believable and very believable. Uh, you know, Corey Feldman, who has been a staunch supporter of Michael Jackson has come out and said, even though he did not molest me, I can no longer, stand behind right. he which is, is huge which is massive i mean I, people might not know a whole lot about <clears throat> Corey feldman anymore but like michael jackson was huge in his, and still goes around sort of performing yeah. you know as him more right. or less or covering right and that um, you know they had a very close relationship when and he has been open too about um being abused as a child by other hollywood figures so exactly. it does still seem to ring true that Maybe this didn't happen to him, right. but it's it's a pretty amazing. But anyway, it's it's yeah. very heavy and very depressing. And the night after that, I watched what I think it came out last year, the Whitney Houston documentary. Oh wow, yes. Which so that was a I haven't watched that yet. Nick this did. is what happens when you leave town. I <laughs> I do nothing but watch my childhood burn to the ground. Oh. So that one was really tough too. And they had like Whitney's mom and Bobby Brown and like her siblings and stuff like that. And it was not a flattering. Like it right. wasn't a puff piece or anything, so wow. 
Yeah, the all of like <sighs> it's <laughs> celebrity does crazy, crazy things to humanity, and, and humanity's already effed up, right? Like before money and power, right? But you, the the influence that Michael in the Michael Jackson documentary of how the alleged um, grooming would happen and where this seven-year-old boy, you know, was given a world, you know, that doesn't exist to anyone, anyone else in the world. Oprah, uh, the episode that Oprah did afterwards, just dissected. And and one of the things that was on HBO as well. Correct. One of the things that she brought up is we currently in this human time that we are in don't have a celebrity like that. Um, He was a superstar of mass media and he was top of the heap. Right now we've just got tons of stars. And even someone like Beyonce, who is probably the biggest pop star, famous woman in the world, still does not, like that doesn't even touch what, Correct. Like Michael Jackson and the Beatles both. Right. The the only person that I was able to come up with that has that level of celebrity ness right now is Donald Trump. Is worldwide celebrity sure, sure, who yeah. influences uh, masses of people. There's not a soul on earth that doesn't know you know, right. that's connected to uh, a modern society that doesn't know his name, right, uh, or, or have an opinion, and about that, and him. that, yeah, and that's more of a notoriety <clears throat> as, a, as totally. opposed to an idolatry, which right? Was many people towards Michael Jackson? So, yeah, I mean, we're watching idols fall left and right. I yeah. mean, he's been Cosby'd at this point. I think. Yeah. I mean, stations are pulling his music. I mean, how do you, how I, do us as like the innocent bystanders, like the the consumers of this product that has nothing to do with this other thing, but have you watched to do with this? Have you watched last night's Saturday night live? No. So there's a, there's one clip where they play a game show of, um, the, the game show is called, can I play that? And it's, (laughs) it's a talk show host. You know, the, the host is, um, the contestants on the game are actors and, uh, they are black, white, and female. And, uh, you know, can I play uh, a blind character? You know, there's a blind <laughs> character. This man is, can I play that? No. Well, I thought being an actor was, was uh, you know, taking the role of somebody else. Not oh, anymore. Wow. You know, it is, and it goes through all of the stereotypes and, and uh, gender and racial things. It was really... Po- kind of poignant and hilarious. Yeah. It, it, was, it was really well done. Yeah, so man, it's good writing. interesting time to be alive. Everybody's just cocked and loaded to be offended. And right. by saying that phrase, I probably offended someone. Right, right, right. Uh, do you know what's the... Wh- <laughs> Another wild, wildly <laughs> off-topic thing. Speaking of the Queen of England, <laughs> what is their last name? Like, what is Prince Harry's last name? Oh. Prince William? <clears throat> is it just... Of Windsor, um, uh, the house—they're the house of Windsor, right? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. So, yeah. just of Windsor is their last name. What is Prince Harry's Smith last name? Many people have asked this. Uh, Henry Charles Albert David. 
What? That's his full name. Well, look up a di- uh, Prince, Prince Harry. Look Duke up the other Ed- one to see if they both end with David, because that would be what they're claiming his last name is. Because I grind the show to a halt. <laughs> that's his brother. No, his last name is Windsor. William Arthur Philip Lewis Windsor. He's the Duke of Cambridge. Charles Philip Arthur George <laughs> is Prince Charles. We have no idea. We'll have to that's do a whole episode <laughs> on the yeah, last name. Yeah, that's a rabbit, a rabbit hole. I just suddenly thought wow. about like, what is their last name? Charles. But speaking Prince of Charles. the most famous person on <laughs> earth, here's uh, I have another small collection oh, of, of the word. items you got me for my birthday from Wish.com, the Chinese junk site. <laughs> That I'm getting, and so I just handed you a 99.9999% pure gold Donald Trump $10,000 bill. Is that what it's for? One, one, one thousand. Oh, okay, let's not go crazy. It's not huge. So he's <laughs> his smiling face is oh on the gosh. front. It it's like laser etched into this thin thin sheet of. Metal. <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's, it's r- very shiny. It's very shiny, and and so to go along with that, here's the presidential coin, which is, <laughs> um, you know the the eagle logo with the, on the back, which is uh, nice. So it's forty fifth, and then right on the now. other side, is, oh, there is our dear first lady, uh, our first lady, Melania Trump, challenge coin. Uh, shows she is spread out <laughs> on a bed, um, approaching the camera like maybe a panther would, like, uh, <laughs> say some sort and of wearing thing. pretty much the same clothes that a panther wears in the wild. <laughs> She's naked. None. Uh, all right. So yeah. So Hold I got up, those. Let me put the thousand oh. dollar. Oh yeah. Away. Put it back in its protective slipcase. <laughs> Also, That's amazing. Uh, is that hilarious? For those that that weren't here, uh, here for those of you just joining, just us. joining us for Todd's birthday in in the beginning of February, I went on to Wish dot com, uh, the website of novelty f- junk from <laughs> China, and I got twenty seven different <laughs> products, uh, and each are like. <laughs> A dollar or free with shipping yeah. and, and and stuff. And so, so every day, tiny little weird envelopes from China <laughs> show up to my house and with no explanation. No explanation. So I is this just a bracelet? It's like a metal segmented. Yeah. On one side, it looks kind of like yeah. So Pokemon. it it literally. So I'll I'll bring up uh, what the claims of this are. But oh, pretty much, am I going to uh, be healed, healed from, from everything? Oh, yeah. sweet. Okay. Well, well, you figure that out. Um, you also got me. How would you describe this? So you know the architectural, uh, archi- textural. architectural uh, templates that you use in engineering and stuff. The plastic things that you trace and have, uh, you know, preformed templates with. This is that for a beard. So, it's a heavy plastic. What shape is that? It looks like kind of a stylized. It's, it's like stylized S Z. Or Z. Yeah. Uh, and the top on bottom has a little comb. What are these holes for? I have no idea. Um, but then one side, <laughs> one side of the Z is curved and the other is straight. And I was looking at this. this is clearly a combish thing. And it is a template. So if you hold it up to your cheek, you can either have a curved beard line or a straight beard line. <laughs> so there was that. Oh, would you like to use my pen to write oh, something my down, Mark? It does, does it, is it really shocking? I don't want to press it. Do it. Can you? <laughs> I'm busy over here. Can you press down on that ink pen that you? 
<laughs> okay, I got that. So this is an ink pen where you press the uh, press the clicker down to press the pen out, and it gives you uh, a tiny little a tiny little shock uh, and a nice laser pointer. And then this thing, which is like a nylon, uh, it's kind of the size of a bracelet. Oh yes. Like a, um, but then it comes apart, and there. Which I didn't know, and, and I accidentally sliced my head off because there's a very sharp yeah, knife inside. There's a very sharp knife inside. And so this is a survival knife with a survival whistle, a compass. And what the, is this thing? Well, this whole thing Can should. Can I add on to it? No. Like this, that one thing pops out, but there's no. This is so uninteresting to people that can't see it, but I don't care. I wonder if you can like add things to it, which is my thinking. Because it comes all the way out and it's just a. Well, this thing unravels to be rope. What? That you can like belay with. <laughs> it's a whole belay down the side of my house <laughs> from my upper window to my <laughs> lower window. Yeah, I've got that window to nowhere upstairs. I yes, belay out of that <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so this this oh yeah, so just a tightly woven braided nylon cord that I didn't know. Yeah, so the unravel. cord you can use oh, cool. as rope. And yeah, a, a compass at the top, but I still don't know what thing is. So it's got. Whatever that is. Is that a fire starter? I don't think so. It's plastic. It's just like a plastic tiny inch long dowel that fits into that side thing. Uh, I think that's flint. Oh, and then you take out the little, because it comes with a knife. (gasps) It is. Oh my gosh, it's flint. Wow, and quite active flint. You can start a fire right with this. Wow. Well, I'm glad I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's cool. If you're lo- lost in the woods, it is metal. <laughs> Look at that impossible. Oh my gosh. Energy black germanium radiation protection, body building and weight loss. Oh my gosh, they have like this, <laughs> the largest this person very the large planet. like 400 pounds man before picture and then like he is shredded in his after picture apparently all from just wearing this <laughs> this bracelet and then they have an x-ray of before and after that somehow the x-ray is or the thermal recognition is more red in that area <laughs> that is hilarious so now i don't need bodybuilding nope i have my bracelet energy black germanium yeah, germanium radiation protection, bodybuilding, weight loss. Does germanium have a TM behind that? <laughs> or is that like a real? Uh, germanium is a real a thing. A real thing. All right. Cool. I think it's time to move on from our show and tell. I think that's the last one. Because <laughs> we have any other news? Everything. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have seven pages of news. Uh, the polar vortex that we just lived through may mean fewer stink bugs. Uh, Virginia Tech field researchers say the prolonged blast of Arctic air this past January actually might have killed up to 95% of them, uh, according to their experiments. And their experiments is basically just locking the stink bugs in insulated buckets and dropping them to the temperature that's outside. Uh, so until spring, they won't know if it's actually true. But one good thing about it is that the only thing that can stop them stink bugs is is cold weather. So hopefully that's a byproduct of it. Uh, the Navy files for patent on a room temperature superconductor. I did read about uh, that. Representing a potential paradigm shift in energy transmission and computer systems. The application cra- claims that the room temperature superconductor can be built using a wire with an insulator core and an aluminum PZT. Um, this just goes on to describe how one might do that. 
but current super superconductors work uh, when cooled near absolute zero, and the warmest superconductor uh, works at negative 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Others have claimed to have invented room temperature superconductors in the past. Um, last year, two Indian scientists claimed to have made a room temperature superconductor. Um, I like how it mentions this happened last year. Two Indian scientists claimed to have, but in a whole year they haven't. <laughs> You're really working that that teeny fidget spinner. <laughs> uh, so anyway, blah, blah, blah. Uh, YouTube demonetized anti-vax channels, which is good, uh, so that they can no longer make money on those. Uh, but there's still people protesting that... So <clears throat> in the state of Oregon, there's been legislation that's been brought for a vote that says if you want to go to public school and not vaccinate your child, you need a doctor's permission slip of why. Right. Seems reasonable. There's there were hundreds of protesters in Salem of course protesting were. the government overreach right. by doing that. But you, the meanwhile meanwhile, there's a measles outbreak <laughs> because these these people don't vaccinate their children right. and they send speaking them. of flat earthers and I other <laughs> crazy things people are believing I, I don't I don't <laughs> have anything you just gave up well this will make you happier Taco Bell this is a little old uh, introduced a plush burrito blanket did you see that <laughs> what so it is oh I went to look up instant pots and I forgot to so it is a giant blanket that is designed to look exactly like the wrapper of a Taco Bell <laughs> shredded chicken or beef supreme burrito so you can wrap yourself in the comfort of I love that. although they are sold out now so um uh, you'll have to wait until they come back uh there's a humpback whale found dead in the Amazon jungle which this article says baffle scientists and also uh, one of the scientists saying along with this, we are baffled. And in the article, they followed it up with it's likely that it became separated from its pod. And because there was a lot of water, it just swam up, <laughs> swam upstream. So perhaps they don't know what the word baffled means, but <laughs> perhaps they means Occam's razor. <laughs> as is, that is likely what happened. But uh, there's a great picture of like in the middle of the Amazon jungle a humpback whale carcass is just sitting there. Um, there was a llama on the max train speaking of the yeah. uh, wizard world convention center and it was not supposed to be. Um, so Tim Becker, the trimet spoken said the llama would not be permitted to ride uh, because it is not a service animal, which means any guide dog, signal dog, or other animal individually trained to perform the tasks, uh, which is different than the service animals. So. And you can also put an animal that's, uh, in a in a, in a container, container or a crate, a crate or or a bag <laughs> in a Tupperware. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that uh, the llama ended up at Comic Con, which is where it was headed on the max. <laughs> of course, it was. Um, a new poll shows that phone polling is in crisis. Obviously, so the percentage of Americans willing to participate in telephone polls have hit a new low. <laughs> Shockingly, <laughs> the Pew Research Center reported Wednesday that the response rate for its phone poll uh, phone polls last year fell to what do you think mark so in and i'll give you a, a context in 1997 the response rate uh, for telephone call 
was 36% in 1997. So what do you think the uh, response rate is now? I would be surprised if it's more than four. It is six, so you're close. Wow, I'm surprised. So meaning pollsters could only complete interviews with 6% of the households in their samples. Um, the response, blah, 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 has cratered. Um, <laughs> Pew Research uh, Center, um, cue not nerds, pew, pew sound they <laughs> play when they read things from them. Uh, they want to make it clear that the low response rates don't automatically mean that phone polling is invalid. They right. say because their you just have a industry would go away <laughs> and they would have nothing left to report on. <laughs> Baghdad Bob out there. There are no tanks. There are no American tanks in Iraq. Oh, that, uh, I miss that guy. He was the greatest. I was showing uh, Colin's older brothers. I'm like Baghdad Bob was the greatest. <laughs> So we were talking about uh, yeah, people don't people have no context about it. Yeah, yeah just standing yeah, in people. front denying everything as tanks in the background are rolling through. I can assure you news. there's no Americans here. <laughs> uh, the greatest. Well, speaking of um, not really anything, but de- uh, defying the FCC, Washington state has passed its own law protecting net neutrality. Yeah. Uh, so that applied to all wired and wireless Internet in in the state. And prohibits blocking, throttling, and paid prioritization. Um, that was in response to the FCC's decision in December to scrap federal net neutrality rules, which I will remind everyone has a 99% um, uh, what would you call it in favor of approval from, rating, approval rating from the American people. Um, yet was voted <clears throat> against um, by our government because. Big, because, because big money, money yes. is in politics. So five states, Vermont, Hawaii, Montana, New Jersey, and New York, um, previously decided to enforce net neutrality via executive orders issued by their governors. So, Mark, what can science tell us about dad jokes? Uh, <laughs> Would it be crazy what, if you just recited this whole article <laughs> right now? <laughs> uh, they... Uh, they make people happy and groan. I, I don't know. Yeah. No. Uh, so humor that leads to groans and eye, eye rolls may still help build stronger relationships between their parents and children. So dad jokes are loo- loosely defined as plays on words or corny one-liners delivered to offspring, often created with a chorus of groans. Psychologist research, psychology researchers have long been vexed by humor since the very nature of putting subjects in a lab and trying to get them laugh is not funny. Um, and plus, it's very subjective. Those in the field of positive psychology agree that humor can aid in intimacy and in reducing stress. The limited research on this subject suggests that fostering a sense of humor and playfuling, uh, playfulness uh, while parenting will help your children cope, blah, blah, blah. This has nothing to do with dad jokes yet. But, he says, fathers who want to connect in ways that can't be misconstrued as too aggressive... Uh, dad jokes tend to be calming, not angry, and are simple enough that anyone, even a little kid, can get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a study in 2016 that showed the brain's left hemisphere processes the language of the pun first, 
and the right side takes a few beats to catch the ambiguously do ambiguously uh, <laughs> ambiguously <laughs> duo. duo the ambiguously <laughs> dual meaning uh, new research so that's why uh, humor often comes into play in puns because of that lag in between the two hemispheres um, dad jokes which are usually puns are the simplest and easiest way to get a laugh they are safe and no one will be offended so, you're welcome uh, shocking news. The world's top uh, how finish this sentence for me. Okay. Okay. The world's top ranked bridge player. Oh, oh, I do know this one. I know this one. Okay. Was pop positive for uh, drug testing. Yes, he is suspended for doping the world's top ranked bridge player, which I'll remind you is that thing in the newspaper that nobody knows how to do. Nobody. (laughs) So this is from Switzerland. The World Bridge Federation said that Gier Hergergmo which I'm sure is the way you pronounce that, who is Norwegian but represents Monaco in bridge events, tested positive for synthetic... This is a weird combination of things to be doped up on for a bridge tournament. Tested positive for synthetic testosterone and a female fertility drug, (laughs) clomiphene. But... But why? <laughs> but why? What do they? We do, ask. What do those do for you? It I doesn't bet. say. It just says uh, he will be suspended. Gear Germo has previously played for Nor- uh, Norwegian and is our biggest star. Many in the uh, many respect him. It is his responsibility not to take substances that are on the doping list, even though in this instance they are not performance enhancing in bridge. So, huh? I wonder if it's a. Well, that certainly would be part of the article if it was a transitioning thing. Right. Where you would be taking female hormone, but synthetic testosterone and a female fertility drug. Also, why is there doping in bridge? Like, right. where did the, why did they Who's, come up with that rule in the first place? It had to be broken. And, like, some guy had to be all roided up <laughs> on bridge. And is bridge competitive? I, it must be, apparently. He's There's... the top-ranked bridge player. There's there's competition. I just there was always next to the jumble and like the cryptograph. I just and it was always West comes out fast as they lay. It's it was always like a little narrative about East, (coughs) Northeast, West, and South. South sees that, and it it, it's the weirdest, most cryptic thing. But apparently, in order to be very good, you have to be on synthetic testosterone and and clomiphene, a female fertility drug. Ah, lastly, Earth's quietest place will drive you crazy in 45 minutes. So the Hmm. quietest place on Earth, an anechoic chamber at Orfield Laboratories in Minnesota is so quiet that the longest anyone has been able to bear is 45 minutes. Uh, It's so silent that background noise is measured is actually negative decibels, negative 9.4. Uh, they challenge says, quote, we challenge people to sit in the chamber in the dark. One person stayed in there for 45 minutes. When it's quiet, ears will adapt. The quieter the room, the more things you hear. You'll hear your heart beating. Sometimes you can hear your lungs, your stomach gurgling. <laughs> I can hear your <laughs> stomach gurgling today. Uh, it's the an uh, echoic chamber. You become the sound. But it, um, companies test their product, blah, blah, blah. NASA tests stuff in there and, and helps people deal with the silence of space. Um, not only do people hear their heartbeat they have trouble orienting themselves and even standing how you orient is through sounds that you hear when you walk and you don't have any of those cues you take away the perceptual cues that allow you balance and maneuver if you're in there a half hour you have to be in a chair 
Wow. So I was, when I did the uh, last, speaking of birthday, last, uh, last birthday, I think was the, um, the salt tank soak yeah. or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah. And that's what I was afraid it was going to be like that soul crushing, like madness inducing silence, but it was not. No, it it's was not. swimming in a pool. So that's all I wow. had. But we have some exciting, uh, an exciting new development for the Mark and Toddcast. We do. Tell we, us, tell us about well, the exciting new development. As listeners know, um, I am fascinated with sound and how sound reproduction work. And it is still sad. Like in any given week, I say I devote a good two or three hours overall, just wondering how my headphones can possibly reproduce a three dimensional sound that it, it sounds so simple, but it just, it baffles me. And I fall down all these YouTube rabbit holes of vintage electronic technology and sound reproduction. But uh, we have a brand new sponsor and it's called Sonic Sketches. You can find them at sonicsketches.com. And what they do is they take the waveform of uh, your favorite song. They have some that they offer in their stores, but they also take custom orders for song and they make this really cool uh, either a set of three 12 by 12 panels or a single uh, 8 by 24 piece of brush polished aluminum and it prints out uh, the the waveform of the song and so it's just that pattern like you would see in an editing program or whatever of the waveform but done in this really awesome art piece that you can put on their wall uh, and it comes with text uh, liner notes they call them that just uh, has a brief explanation about how sound waves work the details and release uh, history of the song um, the brushed aluminum versions arrive ready for display so we'll go on more and more about this uh, as we go there'll be an ongoing sponsor so if you go to sonicsketches.com uh, and you can order uh, from there we have a promo code that is something or other let me look that up <laughs> Uh, the promo code Mark Todd uh, for mm. free shipping anywhere in the United States. M A R K T O D D. That is it. So go to Sonic Sketches. They're really cool, um, and there's such a, a a neat idea. And and like I said, it's just it fascinates me that whole you can see you can see sound and then reproduce it on something, and it's that exact thing. So huh. I won't go on. This won't be one of my two to three hours of thinking about. <laughs> my headphones work of the week so uh anyway yeah sonicsketches.com go there use the promo code mark todd for free shipping so we'll be back in a second and mark will tell me about something indeed <laughs> get that sonic sketch on the wall <laughs> so I was um, doing my favorite activity of uh, browsing Reddit, and there was a video of a type of 3D printing that I hadn't seen before, and it got me thinking about 3D printing in general. We've talked about 3D printing generally in, in different topics over the years. I think that was one of our... Like that sixth show or something yeah. like that was trying to, t and that was years ago. Now. That I know what it was. We were talking about horse-drawn 3D printers, and <laughs> uh, it's, you had to you know, uh, crank it, yourself. crank it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, what I thought I'd do is just do a little research on the different types of 3D printing and the different applications of 3D cool. printing, and. Uh, I was surprised to find that you can um, 
there's basically seven types of 3D printing available on the market. And several of them are uh, the same style with just a slightly different um, tweak or uh, in temperature or, or application. But basically, the one that we see the most often is the most household friendly, has been around uh, quite a while. It's called FDM, uh, Fused Deposition Modeling. And that is an extrusion process where you have a filament that is basically a plastic. Uh, it's, it's a lot like a glue gun, but with a piece glue of plastic. Gun, we, exactly. And uh, the filament uh, kind of resembles the filament that you have on a weed whacker. Oh, yeah, uh, totally. Kind of same, same thickness and, and stuff. And those get loaded in, and there's a, a hot tip that melts Mark's that hot plastic. <laughs> Mark's hot, hot tip. tip. Go to this club. And it uh, it builds the 3D item in layers, much like your 3Doodler, your yeah, 3D, 3D doodle, pen that I have. 3D pen that you have. And a lot of libraries will have these. Yeah. So those, those have... Uh, wide range of applications it's basically the same output as you get for uh like a plastic injection molding kind of says the same material it's similar material that's used in legos and uh, it's kind of that plastic and uh you don't have as high of a fidelity of you know that tip is still a physical tip and so when the product is is done and it prints one layer at a time. So how they how they perform the the technology initially is in the computer. You have a three D model, and uh, on the technology side, they basically slice that three D model horizontally into uh, tens, hundreds, thousands of little layers, like Lincoln logs. <laughs> yeah, and the the uh, the extrusion process puts one layer of that at a time and builds up from the the top up and that uh tip moves up physically in the in the y axis and and uh builds builds the item so there's some good things and bad things about that super easy super uh accessible um uh products if you can concept something and want it built out. Uh, it's a it's a pretty straightforward process. It's difficult to get um, things that are free inside of another thing. So if you have a ball inside of a cage oh, right. or something like that, uh, you have to build it in such a way that it physically is able to be built, and then you can clip or remove uh, holding sections or little pillars that hold up a ball yeah, in think the of middle. Trying to draw something, but you're not allowed to pick up your pencil. Ex- precisely. So you can't place it in the middle, but you can place one thin string to something and then build the circle and then go back, kind of like and a spider's And clean web. that up uh, afterwards. Yeah. And, and so, so there are some limitations, um, temperature uh, limitations with that because the, the material is is temperature sensitive uh, you know if you were to heat that up past the melting point it would just pull into a puddle of mud and and you'd be done with it and um and so that's the most common really you can get um a, a maker bot or or other brands for starting at just a couple hundred dollars and right. get a basic one but they go up uh, from there 
stereolithography or SLA has a similar approach, but um, it starts as a liquid. And what happens is it's built. Uh, so you have a pool of resin and a laser and a platform and that platform gets dipped into the resin the laser gets shot at the platform that laser cures a little spot of that resin and uh, it's an ultraviolet laser in a resin that's sensitive to ultraviolet light and uh, so they How, does it only harden on that one little spot because it finally hits something well, otherwise it travels through the resin yeah, resin it. fascinates me resin i really want to do a project with resin i want to make something with so my old wood or how, something. how they manage that is actually kind of genius so what happens is the window uh, so th the pan that the uh, resin is in is a it's very it's an amber color very similar to to this amber uh, material blocks out the ultraviolet light so you don't have light from the outside coming in to cure the resin mm -hmm. you you only get it from this laser that goes through a little clear window but that clear window is made out of silicone and that silicone has a little uh, is slightly permeable to oxygen and Oxygen and the resin will prevent the laser from curing it. So, Jeez. so right where the window is, <clears throat> it doesn't cure. It doesn't harden because there's a little layer of oxygen there. And so just above that layer of oxygen, it will harden. Uh, and so there's calculations of that platform has to be down in that hardening area just next to the oxygen area to be just right to make that uh you know cured component stick to that platform so they do one little layer and then they move the platform out of the little oxygenated area then raise it up a l just a little bit okay. and bring it back to that area. Uh, and so it rises up out of the pool. It rises up out of the which pool. Which is a reverse. One of the layer at the time. Builds so up every time. So with that, you can get very smooth surfaces because that laser uh, has an analog trajectory that it, that it moves uh, about. And it's only hardening one point at a time to create a line of, of stuff right yeah so the next one is called dlp or digital light processing same television technology nope uh dlp yes digital laser projection uh, is also dlp she's <laughs> louise it's like working for microsoft <laughs> everything is an acronym everything's an acronym so uh digital light processing is super fascinating and has some limitations. So we'll compare and contrast the DLP and the stereolithography because they use very much of the same technology with one little twist. So same pool of resin, same platform that things are being built on, but you have ultraviolet light that is pointed at a sensor and on this sensor, 
is a million tiny, tiny, tiny little mirrors. And each mirror is able to pivot in the X, Y axis in uh, using a little. uh, So it's uh, one eighth of an inch by a half an inch is the standard sensor. And it has about a million uh, (laughs) mirrors on it that are all controlled with basically with static. Totally. So what happens is the grid of mirrors are poised to either point the light at a specific point in the resin or not, right? And so the light hits it, that mirror sensor grid creates a pattern that then cures that entire pattern in one layer at the same time. So think of it like pixels instead of a vector line being drawn by a laser. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And so each little mirror is a pixel. Okay. So you can create a different type of intricate object doing it that way because you you could um you can do things faster but you're limited in the um the density so one example was these resin materials can be used to create a prototype of a ring uh, that you would put on your finger and making a single ring with the uh, DLP or the the sensor that has a million uh, uh, mirrors on it will happen very fast. But if I wanted to create a hundred rings on a bed of rings that I would be mass producing, I wouldn't want to do that because the fidelity, as you get away from the center, you lose fidelity because you're only dealing with so many number of pixels. Okay. Of that mirror. Whereas the laser shooting across the entire thing will have the same right. accuracy across the entire right. bit. Okay. Right. So different applications for different things depending on so there isn't one size fits all. It's it so so the resins can be very varied in in uh, a wide range of resins. There's flexible resins. Well, because I've seen like uh, 3d printing is kind of like virtual reality, how we're promised this thing. And right. then when like we see it in real life, we're like, Oh, oh. and so like, I'm That's obviously thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of the stuff you get from the library, which is like this Pokemon character. And mm-hmm. clearly it's like, it's like a dot matrix. Right. But in real life, but then you see like online, somebody's <clears throat> like prosthetic arm or leg. And it's right. just like this, it's not even like a solid thing. It's just like a webbing of whatever it's made out of. And like, that's clearly much different than. Yeah. And so, uh, it's easier to make something that's a lattice shape than it is for solid shapes because you, you, uh, for solid shapes, if there's any variance in, um, the, the laser as it passes by, you can see the edges and you have right. to 
do a post-processing to fix that by sanding it or right, right, or right. buffing it or, or whatever. So um, so those lattice shapes are also very strong with less material. And so you can get some so flexibility. Cool yeah, And so you can get, um, you can also do resins that are used for casting metals. So basically they create the resin of a ring that goes on your finger. Then they put that finished plastic ring, you know, that resin-based ring, in a material that creates a mold of it. Then they heat up that mold and drain out the plastic. Okay. And then into that mold, you can put metal okay. and cast oh, your, wow. your thing. So you I didn't can, even think of that. Yeah, so you can use these 3D printing objects to create metallurgic, uh, you know, standard, uh, you know, your standard metallurgy uh, process right. uh, they, that's time immemorial. Um, instead of, you're not 3D printing the metal at, at that point. There's other types that we'll talk about in a second where you can cast metal things. Uh, a lot of, so let's talk about that. Okay. Um, selective laser sintering SLS and selective laser melting are the the two next types. So those are also additive processes. So uh, you have a flat bed that has a layer of uh, uh, dust that is able to be heated by a laser that reacts to the laser. So you they lay down a layer of dust. They uh, shoot the laser pattern on it, and then a wand comes by and lays another layer of dust and smooths it out. And then they uh, pack the you know the laser hits it again and packs the next layer. So they they do that progressively up the entire material, and what you're left with is a packed wad of dust that in the middle of it is a physical item that has been either sintered or melted depending on the temperature of the laser and the specific material being used and sintering is is liquefy it's it's fusing dust together to be a solid without liquefaction and so it's it's just Jeez, heating it enough please. enough and just enough to bond together and so you can get these really detailed metal objects like little fans and little blades and and uh, incredible filters and and things because these you can create a ball inside of a cage okay. because it's being supported by the powder as oh, it sure, sure, builds sure. up and so you're left with so the only thing that you can't do is have an enclosed container with something on the inside because it you have to drain out the powder in, right, in right. one way. Uh, Weird. Yeah. So there's there's different applications there. You can get harder materials than and build alloys and uh, and so that's probably where the more uh, you know physical item like a hip joint yeah. or whatever. Um, Almost all hearing aids are now 3D printed. Wow. And uh, I if my dad's is probably. Probably. He's got yeah, a crazy cool. 97% of, oh, uh, of hearing aids are now 3D printed because they just take a cast of your ear, throw that into the computer, and you have a perfectly fitted 
for your unique ear hearing aid. Right. Know, Apple, genius. Apple computer really needs to talk to them about that because it's <laughs> freaking 2019 and they've still got like a cheddar cheese <laughs> size block of hard plastic to shove in your ears. <laughs> Good grief. I, I, Let's put some silicone on it. Something, yeah. Silicon? Silicone. S- silicone. Silicon? Silicon. I don't know the difference. Um, and the last two are the Laminated Object Manufacturing, or LOM, L-O-M, and the Digital Beam Melting. So the, the Digital Beam Melting is very, uh, very similar to the first type that we talked about the fused deposition modeling but instead of the tip being hot the extrusion uh, the filament is there and that filament is heated by a laser at the tip so it's it's kind of like arc welding where you've got the material being added into the hot tip oh sure uh and so one one item is introducing the heat, the laser is introducing the heat, and the filament is there. So that's one type of 3D uh, printing. Wow. And then the laminated object manufacturing, LOM, is very old school, and you don't even technically need a computer or automated system to do this. Sheets and, and layers of cut material uh, and and specifically laminated material so each you know think of having a thousand stickers that are cut precisely so that as you layer one sticker on top of another it builds a ball or a a space shuttle or whatever Uh, and and so that is another type and and so they can do that with wood or other materials that you wouldn't be able to extrude or or build in well, these other kind ways. of the same idea they've done like adobe houses like exactly. that are concrete houses where they'll have like a central pivot of some sort yeah and they'll just feed the concrete through the thing and just go round and round until yeah it and so I, up. I think that would be closest to the fused deposition modeling the okay. the fbm because you've got a filament coming in the the yep. cement coming in uh, going through a tip, I've seen that. It's that really uh, yeah, they they have them at expositions where they'll like build a house in four hours yeah. as the robot arm goes in a circle and yeah. and makes a little dome house of something which is brilliant. Yeah. And uh, you think of uh, being able to go into a village with a thousand people, and yep. each of these can can sleep one or two people and and be a nice. Enclosed, enclosed, safe yeah. uh, environment. That it, what we know about cement, uh, it's <laughs> that it will never go it, anywhere. It will ever. never go anywhere ever. Uh, speaking of cement and never going anywhere ever, uh, <laughs> my uncle who uh, passed away in in 1996. There is a section on Burnside where he wrote his name and oh, 1995 wow. uh, right in front of the Chipotle on Burnside <laughs> in in uh, Northwest. And uh, it's still there. His birthday was uh, on the third, and we went down and put a candle next to it. And wow, uh, that's Uncle really Artie, neat. But yeah, cement in, is always always going to be there. I haven't been to North. Is that by like Northwest Twenty Third? Yeah, it's over. I by, haven't been that area. In yeah, over like it's, a decade and a half. It's it's all changed. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's over by the uh, stadium, which is oh, sure. also yeah. changing, and they're adding. 120,000 seats or something. Uh, not really, but uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So um, a lot of different applications. One of the, the 
applications I hadn't thought about is they will take uh, materials. So they can do an MRI of your skull. And after an injury, they, you know, one of the obvious things is they could create a new plate that would repair a section of your skull. Uh, and that's very straightforward and remarkable. One of the things I hadn't thought about is they can rehearse uh, surgeries by building sections of whatever you are going to be surgically changing. So one of the examples was uh, conjoined twins. And so they can cre recreate the bone structure and the vascular structure all together Jeez. in such a way that it looks and feels just like the real thing. And then the surgeons can go in and rehearse the pulling apart of the vascular Good systems grief. between the two twins and where that's going to be and what problems they're going to run into. And, and so rehearsing surgeries is a massive application of 3D printing. And I hadn't even considered yeah. that as a... It seems oh like that goodness. would add twice the weight to the surgery line. <laughs> well, do everything twice. Uh, they they were able to show uh, they. I watched a video specifically on conjoined twins. The uh, original surgery was uh, expected to be ninety six hours long, and uh, it ended up being twenty three hours long because of oh, wow. their ability to rehearse and being able to identify problems up front and be able to. Um, it, do it before actually going right. in and and that's crazy it the first time yeah wow yeah so what a time to be a conjoined twin <laughs> <laughs> yes uh <laughs> sure <laughs> so um lots of applications prices continue to so what do you think technology is gonna what know, do you can, think you know, as these prices are coming down like what do you think the killer app so to speak for the consumer will be where we'll be like oh well, right. We should get one of those to do X, Y, and Z. Bolt nuts and bolts and things N like that. Yeah, nut, nuts and bolts. Yeah, any anything that I think of, like um, parts on my television or uh, consumer parts that might break or be. So, um, we had an arm over our bed holding. The iPad. Yes, I do and remember that. It had your Wally iPad holder. It had one piece that perpetually it would break after about six months, uh, and we had it for like three years, and so just kept going back to the manufacturer, and we knew, and so I'd ordered two at a time because I knew that this will last us a year and right. a half or whatever, and it it was annoying, but I thought of like as I'm preparing for this episode today, I was thinking like, well, what if they just had downloadable uh, parts? Because it was just a plastic part that oh, just yeah. fatigued and, and broke over time because it was holding an iPad with all of its strength like this. And so it just fatigued over time. And, and you certainly weren't offering any support. That's I, not, you're not, in I was grief. only in making it fatigue more. And, and so feeding off of your own fatigue of having to hold yourself semi upright in bed. And the so I, I was thinking like, well, if they just provided the 3d 
models yeah. on their website. You download it and print it. Uh, other things that we saw, so the Smithsonian is doing laser scans of ma- many, many of their artifacts. So there's oh. there's an Abraham Lincoln death skull, death mask. Oh, wow. Where after he passed away, they did a plaster Paris uh, mask of him. So they have his face. Why did in, they do that? Just to have his face? Or was there an old medical thing that everybody had that done? Um, like that seems like a weird pull for them to be like, quick, put on this plaster mask. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, he, he was president. I, sure. I, I assume that it was, maybe it was like a for famous, <laughs> It might've been. And so that mask has been 3d scanned, you know, with, with incredible accuracy. So you could literally print out Abraham Lincoln's Abraham face. Lincoln's face. <laughs> so there's, that's the killer app. There's the um, President Obama had the uh, presidential portrait, which was oh, I remember that the 3D scan of yeah. him sitting there, and so uh, we have that as well. And once it's digitized, we have that 3D model, and yeah. uh, we could print those out and make a little Obama. We can have Donald that. Trump sign our Bibles. Oh, uh, so finally waiting for a way to work that in. I I know. So we we talked about this on the road trip up. Uh, yo, my first reaction is horror, obviously, <laughs> and I I started. So President Trump this last week was signing people's Bibles. That I don't have a problem with that, uh, and the reason like is philosophically. Philosophically, I don't have a problem with Donald Trump signing Bibles. Um, I was thinking, you know, when I was spending a lot of time in my Bible, like if I had someone that I looked up to that inspired me and my faith, um, I know that they're not signing it as uh, like an author would sign it. (laughs) Well, he is, but maybe (laughs) they're not. (laughs) I wrote this, right? Is this one of mine? Wait a second, this guy's giving away food. Doesn't sound like me at all. Build a wall. Where's that? Where's the build a wall part? Oh, there it is. And so in the Old Testament. And so it's their Bible. They love Trump. Uh let them have let freedom, let freedom let ring. Let freedom ring. I'm totally I'm totally supportive of Trump signing Bibles. <laughs> We have bigger fish to fry. Yes, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess I have no, yes, there's no ethical dilemma, I right. suppose. There's just a it, horrifying, it, crushing reality that that brings to life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and other presidents have signed Bibles. Not, yeah. Is whatever. that true? It is true. I don't no. believe you. <laughs> I refuse to let go of my outrage. All right, well, that's as good a time as any to... Oh, let's, done with let's this. check oh. in on our gallium. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I had gotten you a little bit of gallium for your birthday, and you had ordered a bunch. And it uh, came while you were uh, in, in Southern California this last week. So I have one of those silicon, silicone uh, baking trays, but they're little, they're little Lego men forms to make gummy bears or whatever. So we poured um, all of your gallium into – and my, when I poured it in, it hardened up, but it didn't – it wasn't enough to fill to fill the form, but – it's still looking pretty liquidy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's hardening. Yeah, um, but it's not hard yet, so it's crystallized. Weird. So yeah, you'll pop those out. You can take a picture when you pop those out. That stuff is so weird. I was telling you about this uh, great YouTube channel called Nile Red N I L E R E D, who just does these long like these these chemistry videos and where he extracted bismuth that crystal from Pepto Bismol. And then he was talking about mercury and gallium and something else being the only metals that are liquid at, at room temperature ish, but so cool. That stuff. I'm glad you have so much of it. Oh, Melania. <laughs> he'll, sign that, Melania. he'll sign that coin for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what should I bring us out with? Um, you think of something while I wrap us up. You can hear us on Fun Employment Radio uh, with many other great shows. But uh, Fun Employment, actually, we are having a um, on um, this Sunday, which is the 17th, I think, St. Patrick's Day. I believe that that is the day that they're having their uh, they're having a live show at Landmark and a free bingo. So oh, fun. You can go see them uh, record their live show, which I think is 10 bucks because there's spaces limited. But then bingo is free for everyone and they usually have prizes and stuff like that. So that is uh, next Sunday, I believe, at Landmark Saloon. Don't forget to check out SonicSketches.com, which uh, has those amazing waveform art pieces that you can order and check out. Uh, they're really cool and made in Portland. Um, so Mark, what did you find? Anything? Um, have you seen Mark Zuckerberg talking about smoking meats? <laughs> no, I have not. Uh, l- let me, uh, how, how can I best get this to you? Uh, by email, text? email it to me. I don't know how to get my text off my phone onto my computer. <laughs> I do, but messages, messages for Mac is the worst program ever. And it's pretty bad, but it, it works for me. Um. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> that's, the, that's their slogan. It works for me. It works. I'm. I'm sending it. So, and my uh my Gmail is set to to have a thirty second delay. So after I click send, you can I change have your thirty mind. seconds. So um. Uh, so I've just sent it. It now okay. is should be ready. All right. We'll see what this is. We will see you guys later. Hey everyone, we are live from my backyard. He really where is I an alien-looking guy. Smoking isn't he? a brisket and, Th- and some this ribs. Is, this is a real I video of him in his backyard. I'm meats now. Smoking these meats here. Our little meat smoking. It's smoking. So, I'm the meat chef. Yeah. Someone asked me, "Do I smoke meat?" Smoking meat. Smoking these meats. Smoking meats earlier in the day. Smoking these meats. Just set the charcoal up and you set the the wood chips up and then smoking meats grilling grilling meats good smoky flavor smoke a brisket for like 12 hours you smoke lemon chicken smoke salmon you'll love it bison sirloin ribs and sausage so i'm looking forward to to that wow Uh, today we got a brisket on the big guy and some pork ribs this is about uh, two minutes long on uh, on the green egg and he (laughs) <laughs> He's an alien. Meat like a brisket. I got ribs in there. Finishing <laughs> off the brisket and the ribs. And I'm just sitting in our backyard, <laughs> finishing off this brisket and these ribs. But hopefully for Canadian Thanksgiving, you get to eat a lot of brisket and ribs. How many of you guys are... <laughs> That's the new... Um... Developers, 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 developers. Developers, 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 developers. developers.